0: Welcome to the Master Builders Podcast, the podcast where we discuss issues affecting the building industry. It's the podcast by Master Builders for Master Builders. I'm your host, Max Rafferty, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Robert Shaw. Now, Robert, I hear that you've just done 140k trek in WA. Tell me about it.
1: Yes, Max, true story. We just walked the Cape to Cape, uh, so Cape Lewin to Cape Naturalist. It's a basically a coastal walk in WA in the southwest, and we thought uh, we walked Kokoda and raised uh, funds for mates in construction for suicide five years ago. So we got a few of the old gang back together and uh, decided to short notice do this track while we had the opportunity. And certainly with all the wildfires out and a lot of water around in WA at the moment, the creeks were flowing and rivers were up. And so it was a bit of swimming and a bit of getting the boots off to get across some of these things, but. Absolutely amazing. If you drive down uh, Caves Road in that part of the world, you see a different story when you walk the coast for 140 k's, carrying a bit of weight on your back and camping out at night,
0: but it was sensational. Awesome. It sounds absolutely awesome. In today's episode, we're talking about sales and marketing. I know when I think about sales, I picture the classic used car salesman, and I don't really enjoy selling because it feels salesy. But I also know that if you're running a building business, you have to sell. Otherwise, you go out of business very fast. Robert, can you remember the first time you had to sell a home?
1: Yes, Max. It's going uh, back a little while now. But I guess, you know, it, it, then you're talking about and really trying to connect with the person you're talking to and understanding what they need. But at the same time, giving them your experience and what we have to do as builders so i guess there was a mixture in those days but i've always found sales certainly not sales train, but from it's really about connecting with the people from my point of view
0: yeah you're lucky i i really did always feel quite slimy um i always felt salesy and that was that was something i found really hard but anyway never ever felt
1: never do feel salesy it's not part of who I am it's really as I said it's connecting and then trying to do the best thing you can for the client and their wishes and what they want You steer them to make sure that from our experience they get a good outcome so you know that's and I guess that's the difference between I don't have sales targets to meet and you know I'd like all our customers and our whole philosophy is that one customer today, we want them for the next five, 10, 20 years, and then we want their kids as well. So yeah, you get a relationship.
0: Awesome. In today's episode, we're going to be talking with James McGregor about how to sell sustainable, energy-efficient homes without sounding salesy. There's so much to cover in this topic that we've made a two-part podcast episode. The first part is how to talk to consumers about energy-efficient homes, which is probably not the way you're doing it now. And the second part is a simple four-step sales process to help you sell without sounding too salesy. James is the founder of the Blue Tribe Company, and he helps companies to develop and sell products that align profit with purpose. In other words, they're financially successful while making the world a better place. Over the past 12 months, he's been working with the building industry to develop a sales training program to sell energy efficient homes, because he believes that energy efficiency is a great way for builders to differentiate themselves from their competitors.
1: Yeah, Max, this should be a good one, really looking forward to listening to James and what he has to say when it comes to, I guess, new techniques in sales, because as they say, you're never too old to learn.
0: For those people who don't know who you are,
2: would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, Sure, Max, yeah. So my name's uh, James McGrea, So I'm the founder of a company called Blue Tribe Company, and we uh, specialize in helping uh, businesses align uh, profit with purpose. So uh, having successful, financially successful companies that also do something good for the world.
0: Nice, nice. Today we're talking about selling energy efficient homes. Why is it? Why is it important for builders to know about this, James?
2: So, so we've been doing a number of projects with the building industry for uh, probably the last three or four years now. I guess one of the things that we we noticed is that you know, the building industry is really competitive. It's you know, there's lots of product out. It's a little bit cutthroat sometimes in times of, in terms of how people want to compete with one another. But what we've noticed is that mostly the way a lot of builders try to compete with one another is on price. So. And, and the problem with that is you end up with this, you know, this race to the bottom, which, and, and that has a whole lot of effect there. You know, if, you, if you're cutting out margins, means that you, you, know, you can't do as high quality a job or can't use as high quality materials. Because actually, the builders that we've been doing stuff with, you know, they would probably describe themselves as craftsmen, not builders, right? So they want to build a quality project. But, you know, if you're constantly trying to cut, Budget out of the project that makes that really hard, right? And we just get them really frustrated and having to work extra hours to make up for the, the, the tighter margins. So, so what we what we've been working on is, well, how do you, how can you provide something else to a consumer that means that price? It's not all about price. So if you think about like a, a Gucci handbag, is probably not the right thing for this audience, but like people pay like five thousand bucks for a Gucci handbag, whereas they could buy one down at Target for fifty bucks, right? It does the same job. But the reason that someone pays $5,000 for a Gucci handbag is it gives some other values like social status, you know, they can brag about it to their friends. And so one of the things that we've seen with a lot of the work we've done, particularly with homeowners, is that homeowners really want energy efficient homes, but they struggle to find them. So we actually think energy efficiency is one of those things that a builder can use to differentiate themselves from the market. Um, so that they don't have to be constantly competing on price. All right? And also, you know, just from a purely economic point of view, you know, there's some modelling that suggests you know, that the high-performance energy efficient homes market in the next you know, 8 to 10 years is going to be worth $30 billion. So you know, it's an opportunity for builders to get out in front of the game and you know, capture some of that opportunity out there in the marketplace. But the key issue that we constantly see is actually the way builders have tried to do that in the past is they're actually really crap. At actually communicating the benefits of sustainable housing
0: so i mean you know automatically my eyebrows raise and i think 30 billion dollars i'd like to be part of that i can i can hear my membership thinking yeah 30 billion i could be a part of that help with communicating to be a part of that Let, let's see where we can get to that's it
2: yeah well i mean the, I mean the new home market at the moment worth what 40 45 billion dollars a year at the moment home renovation markets you know 30 to 36 billion Um, So we're talking a substantial portion of that, uh, and some of that's been driven by other market forces towards energy efficient homes. But, you know, we're seeing, you know, particularly people stuck at home with COVID, right, at the moment, like, wow, this is, you know, talk about coming together of these market opportunities, you know, people have been stuck in their homes for 18 months, homes that are like really poorly insulated, they're freezing in winter, they're sweltering in summer, you know, they're sick of looking at all those four walls, and, that they are super sensitized now to how badly their existing homes perform. All right. So, so I think there's like this golden opportunity right now in history for builders who are, you know, to position themselves about solving all those problems, which is what an energy efficient home
0: does, right? Just not
2: necessarily how a consumer thinks about it.
0: So given that we've got a $30 billion market that we'd all like to get our piece of, what could builders be doing better when it comes to selling energy efficient homes?
2: There's plenty that builders can be doing better. So we've been doing a lot of work in looking at how the building industry historically has positioned any efficient housing products in the marketplace as well as what they're doing today. And, and one of the, the biggest mistakes that we see is that builders sell features, not benefits. And, and by, by feature, I mean like the technical characteristics. They'll talk about you know, the, the upgraded R value of the insulation or the high performance windows and the new value of those windows. And they'll talk about... Oh, no,
0: stop it, stop it. You, 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 you really, you're really starting to give me chills <laughs> You're here. getting excited now, right? I, I am. You're right. speaking my language. Exactly. So if
2: I was selling to a builder, I would use that sort of language. But consumers don't buy features. What consumers buy is they buy benefits. So you know what does having a 10 kilowatt solar system on you, what's the benefit to a consumer of a 10 kilowatt solar system? It's not that it's a 10 kilowatt solar system. The benefit to a consumer is that, Actually, now you've probably eliminated most of your electricity bills. You're probably going to have $3,000 in your pocket. If you love going to Bali, well, that's you can put that towards your next holiday, right? So the benefit is actually the holiday. The solution is putting a solar system uh, on the home, right? So, so the trick is to position your housing product to provide a benefit to the homeowner, not try to sell them a feature. Because pe- people don't buy features, they buy benefits. But the challenge so- for builders is that... The benefits are very specific to that person.
0: Well, and I've put a lot of effort, James, into understanding my R values and my U values and all these energy efficient features. Are you you telling me that I've got a... Are you telling me I need to speak a different language and start to think about communicating with the consumer rather than with my, my other brethren of, you know, people who love to know how things work and perform? 100%.
2: 100%. Yeah. So it's about making sure you understand the audience and that not everyone is a builder. So people don't think the same way you think as a builder. So they don't think about the things you think about. So, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with a young family, maybe what's really important to them is that, you know, that the home's safe or they've got access to parks or, you know, that they're, they haven't, you are not using stucco on the walls inside. So the kids don't rip their elbows off as they come sprinting past, right? So, you know, they might be something that's really important to not the R-value of the insulation. Now, the insulation might be really important to delivering them them the home that they want to live in and the lifestyle they want, but you you can't describe it in terms of the R-value. You have to describe the benefit of the insulation being, hey, did you know that kids actually learn better when the temperature is stable, all right? There's, There's a whole lot of research that shows that. If you're talking to a young family, if you're talking to a investor did you know that actually insulation requirements are only only going to go up in time and there might be a chance that you're going to have to declare the energy rate of your home of this house if you go to sell it in the future so therefore how about we future proof your home by upgrading insulation today so that you don't have a problem when you try to sell this investment property in the future so the benefit to the investor is it reduces the risk of the investment It just so happens that insulation is the, the, the feature that we're going to use to help them achieve that benefit and so we should talk to them about the benefit not the feature
0: so, I mean, in some senses, I guess, you know, this is almost just as complex as learning about these technical features. How do I think about this? Well, so it's a skill. So, so I think the good way, so a
2: really good method to help you think about this and how to communicate is write down all the features of the housing product you're selling at the moment, right? So let's take, say you've got Double glazed Windows is one of the features of the product you're selling. Let's use that example, right? I want you to ask the question, so what? All right, so okay, we've got this feature the double glazed window. Well, so what? What does that mean? Well, what that, and then I want you to talk about the function. Think about the function of it. Well, what that means is double glazed window is good for acoustics, so it reduces noise from outside coming into the home, but also reduces heat flow into the space. And then ask yourself again, so what? And then, then, okay, well, if the heat's not flowing into the home in the middle of summer, means the house stays cooler in summer. Uh, If it's not flowing out in winter, it means the house stays warmer in winter. And if you're near a busy road, it means it's actually going to be quiet to live in, right? So now the benefit of the double-lose windows is you've got a home that's going to be acoustically comfortable because it's quiet inside. It's going to be a stable temperature all year round. And so think about features, functions, and benefits. So list all your features, ask so what, describe how it works, which is the function, and then say so what again, and then that will lead you to the benefit for that consumer, right? And that's just a good simple three-step three process you can do to much be much better at positioning your product with a consumer and, and talking to them about benefits.
0: And I guess, you know, from a builder's point of view, that means I don't have to worry about educating them about all of these items that, you know, that, that are performing complex functions in houses that we all know about because we're building them. But You know, the consumer can be spared from having to learn them before they understand what we're doing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
2: hundred percent. And what we do know is that consumers will go away and research that themselves after they're spoken to you. So they'll go and search the internet, they'll ask friends. But once they understand the benefit, they're looking at that. That now, now they've made a decision to buy. When they start researching that information, they've already decided that they trust you as a builder. They want to work with you because that's what we know from consumers is the way they. Why they choose homes is they, you know, they look at the floor plan and those sort of those must haves, but then they, what they want to do is select a builder that they're comfortable working with. And so if you can talk to them about how your product meets their needs, they will go and do that research on their own. You don't have to explain to them what our values in insulation means because you're probably going to give them a brochure which lists all the features of the house and they'll go and research that themselves and they'll, they'll teach themselves that information because if, if they're interested, um, but they're not looking for you to educate them about building physics.
0: Right, and and it doesn't need to be. I mean, it doesn't need to be slick. We just need to know how you know what these things do. It, it, yeah, exactly.
2: We always encourage. Imagine you're trying to explain the benefit of this feature to a twelve year old. Yeah. Right. Oh
0: well, that sounds like it sounds. It probably sounds like a good way to be thinking about talking about it. Yeah. So. You know, we've we've spoken a bit about consumers. We've spoken about the market. We've spoken about the potential size of the market, and that's a pretty good reason for someone to want to get into it. So, I know, and you spoke about research earlier. So, wh- what do consumers want? Uh, I mean, you know, the age-old question: What do consumers want?
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting one. So, like when we talk to the industry about this, we've got this like Mexican standoff happening where we talk to consumers, and we you know we talking about the you know, housing product and we're talking about sustainable homes. And they all say, yeah, look, we want a home that has those benefits that a sustainable home brings. But then we speak to the building industry and they go, yeah, but consumers don't ask for it. So, and but what's actually happening is builders are talking about features, consumers are talking about benefits and those vocabularies aren't coming together. Um, and so a good way to understand the buying, the, the buying process of a consumer is think about what we call the value equation. So imagine like a, a set of scales, so on, on one side, you've got, you know, the, the benefits of your feature. And the other side, you've got the cost or the, the barriers to buying that home. And typically what happens is on one side of the equation is, is cost. as a, a big ticket item. So by by talking about the benefits of the home, you actually stack those scales in favor of the benefits. Whereas if you're, you're talking about features, about installation, like every other builder is doing the same thing. So you're actually not changing that value equation. And so, what you want to do is kind of stack the side of this equation, so that the more and more benefits that you can link your product to to it, so that's important to that homeowner, the more the scales tip in your favor, and therefore, price becomes less of a driver in terms of the the pro sales process. And so, and we also need to understand too that the sales process, yeah, a small purchase, like you buying a can of Coke, right. The cost of getting that wrong is it's like two bucks. The cost of getting that wrong is really low. So therefore, I'm willing to take a risk on that. So therefore, I don't have to spend a lot of time convincing them about all the, all the benefits of a counter coke and what it's going to do for their lifestyle and whatever, right? Because the risk is really, really low. If I'm spending half a million bucks on a house, that's a completely different scenario. So now, now the risks of getting it wrong are really, really hard. So you have to stack that benefit side with lots of stuff in order to overcome um, that anxiety around spending uh, all, the, all that, all that sort of, all that sort of money.
0: So, so when you say lots of stuff, uh, I mean, we don't need to, I mean, we don't need to go crazy. You know, we don't have to have sunroofs and heated seats and, you know, 50 million cup holders and different climate zones for each of the seats. Like, we, we just need to get good at explaining the elements that we're, that we're actually putting in houses, right? Mm. We're not. We're not saying, "Hey, you gotta, th- you know, don't start throwing in a whole bunch of things you don't understand." Talk about the things that you're doing that that that, that I guess have these have the benefits. I mean, we're yeah. all everyone's putting insulation into houses. You know, window technology has changed a ton over time and is constantly moving. And I'm sure the windows we're all putting in today are better than the windows we were putting in 20 years ago.
2: Yeah, 100%. And in fact, it's even easier than that, right? So what the research shows is there's um, three main things that consumers are looking for, like top, and they're consistently the top three, right? So, so it might be worth taking a step back. So one of the things that we use to describe this sort of process is think about a cake, so a three-layered cake. So you've actually got you know the actual ma- the cake proper. itself. being a former chef. Max, you'd probably maybe appreciate this. I uh, love cake. <laughs> so you've got the cake itself, then you've got the icing that goes on the cake. And then you got the cherry on top so what the research shows is that the cake proper that represents you know how many bedrooms i want a double car garage i want a big open plan living kitchen area i want an alfresco space I want a swimming pool right so th- these are the must-haves and what the research shows with consumers is that there's virtually nothing you can do to shift them away from that list of must-haves all right so there'll be a set of things that you you just have to meet in terms of the you know style you know if they want mid-century modern or they want a hampton style home that's what they want, right? So if you don't offer that product, it doesn't, there's no amount of benefits is gonna shift them over to your side. But once, and a lot of builders have, you know, you go around a lot of these developments at the moment, like a lot of the homes, I'm not a builder, but a lot of them look pretty much the same to me, right? They don't, there's not a lot of variation in a lot of these homes. so. And consumers are seeing the same things, right? So, so if, therefore, if you're competing on homes that have the same floor plan and number of bedrooms and same sort of characteristic garage and they pretty much look the same, what are you going to do to differentiate yourself from the rest, right? And that's where the icing on the cake comes in, right? And this is where the research leads us to energy efficiency because what the research shows is that the top three things that people consistently want is they want homes comfortable, so comfort, light, and energy efficiency, all right? And so, and by comfort, I mean thermal comfort because everyone can remember, remember a time they're laying in bed in the middle of summer sweating sheets are off you know you're probably stripped down to your jocks and you still can't get you know get comfortable and you can't sleep and you're tossing and turning and sweating all over the sheets and it's like horrible and it's a horrible experience right so everyone can can appreciate that sort of thing and consumers don't want that what they want is a home that's comfortable year-round on homes that have lots of natural light and and because you know you're in a space you've got heaps of natural light it feels better right and they but they also want homes that are energy efficient now um That's the language consumers use, whereas a builder would describe that house as a home that has good air tightness, good insulation levels, is iron correctly, uses proper passive solar design, probably has good thermal mass. That's how a builder would describe that product. A consumer describes that as a comfortable, light-filled, airy house that has low running costs.
0: If if I was listening to this, just to take away from what you just said, then I'd be thinking, okay, need to draw myself a cake, need to – get the the concept about what is the actual cake i need to figure out what my icing is and i would be making note on comfort light and energy efficient
2: 100 yep yeah in fact I yep. did a with a builder a volume builder down in victoria ran an experiment where on their website they had um, exactly the same house like exact same floor plan Everything about it was identical. One of them they talked about in the conventional way that builders wouldn't talk, talk about you know, the features and the you know, kitchen benches and what top tiles you got, all that sort of stuff. And the other one focused deliberately integrated language around energy efficiency and comfort. And the, the click-through rate, so this was like an online experiment. So the house that talked about energy efficiency had a seven to 8% higher click-through rate to requesting a quote than the one that didn't. And that was just simply a a single tweak on language. And then the final final piece of the cake is the cherry on top, right? And the cherry on the top is the sustainability, the environmental benefits, that sort of stuff. And only a very small portion of the market is looking for the cherry. there's only a small percentage of people who are focusing on the sustainability performances of these properties, but it's like an added bonus. So once you've satisfied the main cake and the icing, then then tell them about all the great environmental benefits and they go, oh, that's cool. I'll tell my friends about that. I didn't buy it because of the cherry, but... It's just like an extra, it's like extra little surprise when you bite into the cake.
0: The cherries, the, you know, Saturday night drinks uh, with the friends conversation. Exactly, 100%. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Look, thanks a lot for your time, James. It, it, this is really interesting. I, I know that this has been a topic that people have been talking to me about for a long time now, and I, I think builders around the country will um, be really interested in, in putting – the information you've presented today into practice
2: thanks for your time my pleasure and uh, yeah this is uh, stop trying to uh, compete on price and uh, go out there and just give it a crack and see see what happens you might
0: so robert shall we talk about R values u values and thermal mass if we must max <laughs> okay i've got a little exercise for you um Name me an energy efficient feature of a house.
1: Energy efficient feature of a house: insulation. Yeah,
0: and and what's the function of that feature? Uh, well, what's the function of the feature is for heating and cooling. Yeah, and and what do we reckon the benefit to the client of that function is? One hundred percent comfort. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think I think I think that's a tick. I think we I think we think we've nailed this podcast. <laughs> if that was a quiz. That was my quiz. That was my quiz. Well, I guess um,
1: there's two things. One, one is the comfort, and then hopefully, it reduces the uh, cost of running the
0: house. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, and this is these are the things that I was getting out of out of this particular podcast. Consumers buy benefits, not features. I mean, you know, and that's a big one because I guess we're we're used to features. We, you know, I mean, I know myself. I talk features because. I already understand them. I mean, I I don't know about you. How do you find talking about these things?
1: I think it's difficult because we are regulated by, I guess, certain codes and regulations of what we do. But you've got to be careful. The consumer does not understand regulation and code at all. So they really understand dollars and they understand what they want as far as what they visually want and what they believe will be the best thing for them and their family.
0: I mean, just listening to James talk, I, th- I think that cake analogy is probably you know, a really good analogy for our members who are you know, looking to sell their product. It's a good analogy for them to, to take on board. I mean, you know, understanding what your clients must have, you know, being able to talk to them about things like comfort, low running costs. And, you know, then if, if they're there, we can add the cherry on top and talk about sustainability, environmental benefit. I mean, I like the analogy. I think it works. And I think it's. I think it'll be good if people can just take that on board and, and use it to, I guess, make better businesses.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like if the builder talk really, you see, if you're really watching what people's faces are doing when you're talking to them, once
0: you get into the builder talk, pretty much their eyes glaze over and i think and and i think this is i mean this is one of the hurdles that i think that, that we have i mean i know that what i hear a lot is that i don't want to always be sounding like the guy trying to ask people if they want fries with that you know i i know that these things are can can be challenging and i you know i hope that frameworks like the one James has put in front of us is going to be you know really useful for people to help them i guess Move certain things forward that maybe they found difficult to move forward in the past.
1: Yeah, that's right. And you've got to remember, in our industry, eighty percent of the the builders are, are small business, so a lot of them don't have that. I guess dedicated sales team that you know automatically they're switched on to all these techniques and they've sales background and KPI. They meet the KPIs, they get more money. But you're talking about a lot of our businesses that the guy who owns the business is out on site and the guy who owns the business is doing the sales. So I think these tools that James talks about are simple things that they can use, that they can relate to without having that formal sales training.
0: Now, if you found this podcast interesting, don't forget to listen to part two. And if you want to learn more about selling energy efficient housing, make sure you give your local Master Builders a call or visit our website at masterbuilders.com.au. Thanks for listening. I'm Max Rafferty and until next time, stay safe.